Welcome to this week's episode of the Perceptive Readers, a podcast series made in the Product of Culture, aka Parkbooks website's office. Hi, I'm James. Welcome to this Perceptive Readers moment, everyone. I'm happy to be able to share this topic with you today, and it was actually <laughs> inspired, if you will, by an interview that I saw. And I'm not going to mention the names of the persons who were doing the interview or having this conversation. But as always, since I'm talking about it and it's near the weekend, I will place uh, the video link to it on the homepage. Uh, you'll be able to see it of this interview. And uh, maybe sometime this weekend, I may even put it in the coffee shop area so you can listen to it too. Uh, this uh, uh, person uh, who I was listening to, well, really it was three of them. Uh, they are no strangers to um, expressing their thoughts to people and uh, uh, really uh, have an interesting, interesting dialogue. Uh, and so, you know, as I observe what people say, the majority of the time, I really try to just uh, take it as, hey, I'm just listening. Uh, uh I'm enjoying whatever you're saying, even some points that I may not even agree with. You know, that's just uh, uh, the way that, you know, I uh, uh, like to listen to things and, you know, and, and have no what people would say any judgment one way or the other. And this helps me to do the following of what I'm going to share with you today, because uh one of the subjects that came up because it was talking about uh, sacrifice and this one person who has years of experience, uh, um, have written books and things of that nature, made a statement. And he even prefaced it with another statement saying that, you know, basically some people wouldn't most likely agree or even like the statement enough to, <laughs> to probably even get upset with them. But he basically stands by And then, you know, he started laying out his well thought out reasons as to why and what some persons would say valid points as to why he made the statement. So, uh, all I would like to do is, uh, Imagine again if maybe uh, I had met a person like this uh, in, in my travels or something like that. And uh, let's say even if it was in a restaurant setting, okay, with uh, and don't let it be a piano in the background either, because this is the type of person, again, where, you know, as far as the way that I am, I could just listen to, uh, you know, for minutes on end, maybe hours, it depends. Like I say, there was some piano playing in the background, depending on if some food involved. And may just interject a question or thought, you see, from time to time, just to get an even clearer understanding of why they may be saying uh, what they're uh, saying. Uh, and so uh, I just want to give the, the props right up front. Uh, this person has proven to know uh, why they feel the way they feel 
and justifiably so even have, uh, you know, outlined steps in their life that works for them, you see. And so it's time for me to mention once again how since people are made up in different ways, and this is important, you know, to realize I'm saying it beforehand. This is why some come to the conclusions that they come to and why they actually structure their life in a certain way. And yet, even though it may work for them in a certain way, then some persons may have to still go about it in a different route that will in the end, you know, work for their mind uh, or their frame of mind. Uh, their uh, uh, things they may have to compensate for or their strengths they may already have as well to do the things that they are doing. And so uh, what was that statement that he made? I want you to know that it was so interesting. It caused me to start thinking a lot about it. And I said, oh, well, since I'm going to do a perceptive reader podcast on it, then I better jot down. Um, some thoughts too, so I can be as clear as possible. Uh, if you know, you see this interview, which some of you most likely already have seen, uh, so that you will know why I'm stating what, you know, is being said right now. Okay. Uh, what the person, um, end up talking about, because this was dealing with sacrifice, but the conversation early on went on to that he really feels, uh, he used the word possible or impossible or something in that nature that a person cannot hit maturation or maturity without having children. And it was something because uh, uh, you could see that even uh, his own uh, daughter uh, uh, eyes went up somewhat. And, you know, uh, for many parents, they will end up saying, boy, now that's just very special because you can tell he went on to relate things that show that his children and, of course, his daughter on that interview was the highlight of his life, the light of his life, if you will. And so you can see where a parent, he's not the first one. You know, I've heard persons say similar statements like that over the year. Yeah, so you could really appreciate that. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Your children really helped you out a lot, <laughs> you know, whatever. And nothing's wrong with that. You know, there are actually verses in the good book that talks about the children being gifts from God. The uh, uh, There are verses that talks about uh, how, you know, women at times uh, can be kept safe, you see, through childbearing. And what that basically meant that, you know, they wouldn't have time to engage in gossip and all this other stuff that, that goes along. Uh, that happens sometimes when a person doesn't have, you know, children. And yet he went on to express further the reason why that maturity comes is because you now have somebody that, you know, you view as higher value value than yourself. That's more important than yourself. And you realize you got to adjust your life and make sacrifices to take care of that person who is even more important than you. You see, so I paraphrase uh, the way that he very eloquently expressed himself through the, you know, through the whole process. Okay. Now, with such a definite statement, though, 
I wanted to share with you uh, these points because it can cause a person then to feel like, oh my goodness, let me just go out and get married. <laughs> or let me just go have some children or what have you. And so I thought I would let you know that if I may, I just want to maybe uh, throw in something that may enhance the uh, conversation a little bit more for you uh, in this answer. And then I would just give you my conclusion on why I feel like uh, quite possibly uh, after further thought, he may state it in another way. And I'll say that at the end of my conclusion about this, uh, uh, you know, definite statement on it takes uh, having a children in order for a person to fully reach maturity, you see, uh, in their life to become mature and, you know, and cast off all the, you know, uh, well, what is it called? The, uh, some people may say immaturity, um, um, the playfulness, the partying and all that stuff that, uh, uh, you know, people enjoy doing, especially when they're single and when they don't have any children. All right. Now, here's just the point that I want to go along with because his own daughter even uh, brought out and the man that was a part of this interview on how, what if a person is pursuing, you see, a spiritual lifestyle and environment? See, so I'm basically encapsulating everything that they were saying, which were a lot of good points. They were showing the results of when somebody really dedicates their life and become uh, spiritual or God orientated, you see, and it means that, you know, they center their life, everything around God. And they were asking the question, well, can't a person become, you know, mature in that way? And, and still, you know, this, uh, other, uh, a person that had made the statement was still, you, you could tell really emphasizing, yeah, uh, they're able to do good things and they're able, you know, to show some of these traits, but you know, he was still sticking to it. Uh, basically it seemed like at least in the beginning, uh, you have to have children in order to fully become that whole person, if you will, uh, where you are just fully mature. All right. Well, let me share uh, some things um, with you. Uh, and like I said, I'm looking at my notes now because I want to make sure that uh, I make my point clear on what the good book even, sh uh, you know, shows about different things. You know, there was a uh, an expression that said, and it might be said in, in many cult, um, cultures, uh, but uh, this statement came about uh, some years ago that I, you know, um, heard it and, and people still say it again today, uh, uh, where they, uh, may ask the question, well, you know, are you, uh, oh, so are you the baby's daddy or are you the baby's father? And so, uh, you know, what that really meant was the connotation that, Hey, if you're really uh, being the full range of what the father means, it means that, hey, not only have you produced this child, but you have taken upon parenthood 
to nurture the child and give the child everything uh, that would be needed. Like, again, this one father uh, was talking about, you see. So uh, and yet the reason why I brought this up, because it goes to show that uh, just because a person still may have children, it still doesn't mean they will have uh, that heart of flesh and understanding as even the grand creator basically was referencing before to still even give um, the children what is needed. So they would still be in an immature state, you know, even though uh, they have, uh, you see, uh, children. So that's what the expression about, you know, are you the baby's daddy or are you the baby's father? Meaning that you're taking on all aspects of the role of what it involves, uh, you know, like the grand creator. So, uh, but for the most part, you know, we're saying the parent, okay, parents have a heart of flesh and not a heart of stone. See, a heart of flesh really causes the parent to become, you know, self-sacrificing. And doing everything that is needed to take care of that child, nurture, and then bring that child up to maturity. As you know, again, the parent, him or herself or both, uh, cast off uh, any immaturity that would really, you know, uh, hurt the child or what have you. Or not uh, leave the child malnourished in certain areas. So that means physically and spiritually to take care of the child, you see. All right. Now, still with that thought. Uh, what about the persons who don't have children? Well, there are plenty of examples in the good book, you see, that show persons who were single. See, if you want to look at Jesus, because he referenced them near the end of the interview, if you want to, uh, well, at least for this video, uh, that if you even want to look at Jesus through human eyes, then through human eyes, it was like Jesus was single. Jesus didn't have any children at all. And yet all these prophecies that were pointing to him would say that, you know, his maturity would be on such a level that now the whole human race, uh, father, son, women, married, grandparents and stuff, when they really would become his children, like, again, a hen gathering all her chicks together. So that goes to show from that standpoint that Jesus had the maturity and he showed it as you re um as you uh read his life and ministry he had that maturity uh that everybody is expiring to you see and one other thing that I want to share about that is that uh, scriptures even talk about, uh, an adoption in spiritual sense. And see, then this type of adoption goes to show again, there's a transformation that happens with the mind when a person, whether they had that child or not, you know, um, uh, that came from them in a physical way, uh, there's a feeling that comes upon somebody who is uh, pursuing a spiritual course, um, like Paul, you know, I, I mentioned Jesus. I could mention Timothy, you see, who was a young person at a young age that was already placed as being a leader and a shepherd 
in God's congregation, which that's what they, they were talking about, part of the conversation. And so it goes to show that when you read the letters and the things that the apostle Paul, who was directly sent by Jesus, which of course, you know, God had Jesus meet Paul on the world one time, but that's a side thought. It, it goes to show that when Paul wrote those letters to Timothy, he, he was telling Timothy, basically, no, you don't have children. No, you, you look, you know, you're young, but don't let anybody look down upon your youth because you're just as mature, if not more, you know, than the, the best of them that were older or what have you. And this was not being said as disrespect. Paul was just stating a fact, you see. So he knew how to treat and even give counsel to ones who were married, uh, who had children, all the way to the single uh, ones. And so, see, that spiritual pursuit gave him what? Again, the maturity uh, that everybody is aspiring for, the self sacrifice uh, uh, that is needed that you know when you taking care of God's uh, congregation uh, you take that life upon you seriously let me tell you a shepherd in God's congregation who's taking it very very seriously you will find yourself doing things that even many parents will tell you, boy, I never had to do that. Um, I never had to go and <laughs> do this. And see, I'm not going to even go and get into it, but it's like, uh, really, uh, these shepherds, they do more than just listen to confessions. Uh, these shepherds would be out all hours of the night sometimes for different reasons. Uh, helping persons, uh, giving not only of their time and energy, but yes, even their funds. Okay. And so it's, it's a lot involved, you see. So if you want to look into even the time, effort, and energy, you will find the sacrifice of that is on the level of a parent, if not a really a parent that has grandchildren, uh, have children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and great-great-great-grandchildren all under their care because of the level of responsibility uh, that they have at times. And there's one other person that I want to mention too that goes to show uh, the maturity. There was a prophet named Jeremiah, another young, you know, person that God saw beforehand, the personality and everything, and said, you know, you're going to speak about me. You're going to uh, 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 preach about me. And Jeremiah's love was so much for God that there, you know, there were times that they just wanted him to shut up. And, you know, and he even tried to shut up. He tried to be quiet. He said, couldn't it just, it was tearing him up inside, you know, to hear different things and false knowledge and everything said about God and who he was and what true peace and justice is. 
So he had to say something. And yet, you know, when he was even struggling sometimes at that young age, because remember, he was dealing with people. Now, remember, God already said, you got the maturity and I'm going to be with you in a powerful way. And again, you're young. You don't have any children, but I'm sending you to people who are much older got generational, you know, uh, generations of children around them and their own, but they don't have the maturity that you have. So what does that goes to show again? Okay, we're, we're getting to it. We're finishing up here. I just wanted to give you examples how, yes, when a person pursues a spiritual life course to become God-orientated, God promises, and that's why he said press on to maturity. He promises that whether you have children or not, you're going to be a whole person. You're going to get there. You see, because you have me. God is saying that, you know, the, the grand creator is saying that. So, again, remember, children are a gift. And some people have read uh, uh, passages that say, ooh, they're even on loan from God, so we got to do right, you know, by them. Uh, but what I want to do is, remember I told you, you can always appreciate person's valid points. And when you raise a child, you see, uh, uh, like that, and the child grows up and takes the way that you've been pointing the arrows and everything and showing that, because, you know, his daughter got a lot of good sense. Make no mistake about it. I mean, that's something that man got to be proud of because you know he had a lot to do with it. You know it. And so, oh, but, you know, we're not taking anything away from mom, but all the same, you know, the logic, the reason and things of that nature. And But I just want to uh, make clear, so when it talks about maturity, remember I told you he brought up a lot of valid points to justify why he was saying that you can't really mention, and like I told you that word, he used maturation. And so again, like I said, we're just talking about really maturity, uh, growing up and things of that nature. So I made the connection to go to show that yes, uh, even with children, you got to have a heart of flesh because even those same parents, I'm just telling you, they have raised smart, common sense, good thinking children. You Come on. You will see some of those same parents that once the children go out the house, even things that they never experienced or their children never saw their parents experience, all of a sudden, those vacations that they wanted to take at one time, <laughs> they taking it. Those are uh, 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 swinging from the trees that may look like, you know, when you're younger, uh, you don't have good sense or what have you. They do it. And, and then remember, that's why as even grandparents, remember, they will do and allow your children to do stuff that they didn't let you do. <laughs> See, so sometimes they're even a... A switch over, a crossover, if you will, where once the, the children out the house, even the older mature ones that you know have reached that point, 
they go back into even a second childhood, you see. You know, one man was even told that there was another man that was known for really uh, great maturity, great maturity. And, and like I said, people just didn't see this person um, cry at all, you know, during the whole time of really raising the children and, and things of that nature. But then once that man had reached a certain age and, you know, the children were already going and out the house and stuff like that, had reached a certain age. Uh, one child had reported because of a certain situation again you know he's become quite sentimental in his old age in some ways you probably wouldn't even recognize him now either how sentimental uh, he has become so what does this all uh, go to show you know uh, for some of you who heard the interview and and maybe saying, "Boy, can I ever reach maturity?" <laughs> Since now that you know I'm I'm not having children or I'm having difficulties or this and that. Well, the one thing that I'm going to add to maybe enhance some of the conversation for you is what I found out with everything the good book is saying, and then again, this person bringing out their very good points about maturation or maturity, is that, yes, children do cause persons to mature and develop those qualities that they need to take care of them and view them as someone as, you know, this is person is greater than I am and things of that nature. What it does, see, going along with what he was basically saying, and this is, I said, he may say it in a different way in the future is that it's not that a person cannot become maturity and whole without children on the level of what he's talking about. It's just that with children, you will oftentimes do it faster if you have them. Now, this still doesn't mean you go out and say, look, I'm going to have some children. No, but that is just a thought for you to have that it's not impossible to reach that level that you want and what the level they were talking about through spiritual and God orientated means. It's not impossible. It's just that oftentimes, like I said, with children, depending on the makeup of the persons, you know, I talked about the harder flesh and the harder stone, things of that nature. They will do it most likely a lot faster because they, you know, some persons have had children age 18, 19, 20, usually, you know, young and things of that nature. And then yet, uh, <laughs> there you go. So I just want to say again that um, thank you for uh, uh, giving me the time to express this on the Perceptive Readers podcast. And you can see, as always, why different people uh, do have their different views on matters. And, and especially when it's coming from a point of, hey, I just really want to understand and uh, really not coming from another, uh, uh, you know, an antagonizing type of way, because it isn't at all. As I told you before, like with this 
uh, person that was uh, in the interview and things of that nature, uh, I, I told you for uh, 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 several years now, from time to time, if if uh, uh, I don't think uh, uh, two or three months go by where I might won't listen to at least something uh, that he has talked about or written about. Um, because it's just interesting um, conversation uh, topics and and it has some validity to it as well anyway uh, you have a very wonderful wonderful day all you parents and yes even you who don't have children and and may be potting and potting and potting you have a nice day too take care You have just listened to the Perceptive Readers Podcast. Remember, until next time, if you read something that encourages you to improve or enhance your life for the better, it becomes your reality.